friends, this is Rob. Welcome to another episode of Give Us This Day, our daily Guinness. Uh, I'm in the kitchen with Sarah. Hello. Who is cooking? What are you making? Spicy shrimp and rice. With a lot of vegetables. If I hold this microphone any closer to that skillet, I'm going I'm to be smelling that for the rest of the week. Hey, do you want one of these beers? Uh, yeah, you can finish pouring though. Okay. There you go. Thank you. Prost. Prost. We are currently still killing some of these beers from our uh, German beer advent that we got this year. Every year, Costco does a beer advent, and it starts December 1st. And it it looks like it's the beer version of those advent calendars that you stick, you poke, and you rip out the cardboard, and there's like a surprise in there. Uh, Just with German beer. For a can each day. I fell in love with doing it a couple years ago. You got to get them right when they come out. Usually like in November or end of September, I think, this year is when we got ours. Yeah. Uh, but because of touring and work and just life, we I actually didn't go through it this year. So we've got like half a fridge full of German beer. There are worse problems to have. There's worse problems to have. But, you know, it's, you know, the German beer consumption is slower when you're drinking Guinness all the time. Okay, here's the deal. I want to make this quick and convey a thought today that I had with a f- because of a conversation I had with a friend of mine that has to do with the fact that the majority of people who are in creative fields, who gives a shit about majority? You. Chances are you, if you are in a creative field like me, you may be shit at selling yourself or selling your ideas or selling your music or your merch or, te- or just even freaking telling people what it is that you do. At some point in time, you are going to be asked to sell yourself or, or something or selling an idea. And that's all fine and dandy for a lot of my friends. But like for me, I'm like, no, I'm a musician. I spent my whole life being like, oh, I'm a musician. I'm not, I don't need to worry about selling stuff. That's bullshit. That's, some, that's for someone in the business world to deal with. But I've come to find, especially over the past few years, that that is just lazy bullshit. And I needed to find for myself a, like an outline to wrap my head around doing this. And a thought came up with Sarah today that I want to share with you. But before I do... My friend, he sent me a text and he said he was listening to yesterday's episode on the podcast. And so if you did not listen to yesterday's episode, go back, check that out. But essentially the part he was talking about is at the beginning, I I totally used Sarah as a jumping off point talking about my natural lack of conciseness. So, um, I talked. I opened the podcast by talk, uh, by ha- asking Sarah if I'm a rambly person, and you said yes, mm-hmm. essentially. And so uh, Terry had been listening, and he said we may be too young to remember this, but back in the day, the, in math class, the teacher always required us to quote show our work. Mm-hmm. Who does he think we are? How young does he think we are? I mean, I think. I think okay. Those kids never had to show their work. Of course, why we had to show our work with stuff. Wanting to get there the way no, it has nothing to do with that. It was, his thought was, uh, I'll just keep reading. What that meant was, in addition to delivering the correct answer, you had to show how you came to that answer, how you arrived at it. Uh, 
to her, the process was imp- as important as the destination. And then he went on to say, when you, when you, if you're rambling, Rob, you're often showing your work. You're giving us a peek in the path you traveled to arrive at your conclusion. There's a certain accompanying validation inherent to that process. It can legitimize the conclusion. The showing the journey legitimizes where you arrived. And number one, I love that because, first of all, that is the entirety of what this podcast is about this year, is sharing the process, sharing the conversations that I'm having with with my friends and the most interesting things I'm stumbling upon. But doing it, in a, hopefully doing it in a way... I just got I I can't deal with the bullshit of just fronting like I've got my shit together and like I've got all the answers and so here's how you become a success or whatever here's the answer everything here's your ten steps be out I just I'm I'm over that like like registers a gag reflex in me I don't want to have anything to do with that but what I can do what I am comfortable with is just sharing my journey no matter how unprofessional or unwise or whatever that makes me look like, I am fully committed to sharing that journey and my ups and downs and confusions and the things I'm working out this past year. And I think that brings me to the conversation Sarah and I were having. A friend of yours posted on uh, LinkedIn, this is like a business associate, who was talking about this question of how do you convince someone of something? Okay. Yeah, so tell me about there. Oh, <laughs> Sarah was uh, wrist deep in the shrimp right now, moisturizing, tenderizing the shrimp. Sarah now doesn't want to be speaking on the podcast. She just, no. she just, she mouths yes. I thought you would want that. This is an audio medium. Lost it. Okay, Sarah's pulling up. You're not gonna include this, are you? I might include this. I'm not going to pretend that Rob and Sarah are here in our kitchen just with our shit together and inspirational. Okay, I'm ready. So the article was talking about how to use data and evidence to persuade your customers and demonstrate value, right? So she was talking about, obviously it's super easy to quote numbers and throw just like raw data at people, Um, but you really have to gain their buy-in. And I really liked what she said at the end of this little article, which was, statistics start arguments, information informs, but stories drive decisions. Hell, yes. I'm going to screenshot this so you can send it to me. Statistics start arguments, information informs, but stories drive decisions. That, to me, holds a secret. For I mean, first of all, that in a world where everything seems freaking divided right now, and it seems like way more people are 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 interested in, I don't know. Okay, especially like politics, religion, like the hot topics of right now. I find it interesting that the people that are most interested in convincing you of their way of thinking are typically the least interested in being curious about your way of thinking what you believe, and how you got there. So we, I feel like now more than ever in so many interactions, being intentional with how we convey information. I mean, talk about like, think about anything hot topic right now. The first thing that's natural is to start throwing down statistics because that's what's going to convince people. You can't can't argue with raw data. 
Exactly what people will do. Is <laughs> argue with the raw data. Okay, so when it comes to convincing people and sharing, sharing you, like, all right, let's back this up to what I was even saying earlier. Dude, I, okay, I'm going to end it here. I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to keep it sweet. And just say that I think the reason I love this quote about statistics and stories and what, where the value comes in from people actually making decisions, like, I think it comes down to, for me, is this fascination of what actually moves somebody. And I think the problem I've had for so many years was I thought that if I could just show someone and convince someone of my badassness, if I could just convince somebody of my personal knowledge, if I could wow somebody with the statistics of some of information, just like if I could just annihilate someone with the sheer magnitude of all of my brilliance. What's that word I'm looking for? Of my brilliance, brilliance, that's it. If I could do that, then, oh man, then I would win in that situation win just being whatever have the outcome i was hoping for in it man take this freaking podcast for example if i could just man this is why some of the the bullshit of me at the beginning of just figuring this out I don't know. It's just like I've spent so much time thinking if i could just position myself as the expert Right. This is exactly what happened at the beginning of the podcast. I position myself as the expert. So like most podcasts, it is you are the listener. Say we're sitting in a booth at a bar. It is myself and the guest sitting on one side of the booth talking to you, the listener. I thought that would be the thing that I would find success in my life in this podcast doing. But what I realized when I shared my flaws and my not having my shit together and my frustration, but still this is how I'm thinking about things and how I'm working stuff out in the midst of it, man, that is when I had people reach out to me with this podcast and say that they're moved by something or impacted or inspired by something. It is the only reason this podcast continues is because I figured out, thankfully, very at the very top of this, that... It was only when I positioned myself next to you, the listener, in the booth, and the guest is on the other side of the booth talking to us and sharing their information with us, that is when things started to click into place. Instead of just freaking, I just, the constant positioning of myself to be the expert with all the facts and statistics it's rarely led to end anything positive or meaningful in my life. Any thoughts on that? No, but I like that analogy. I just think, again, we're talking really vaguely here because whatever thing you're trying to sell, problem you're trying to solve, maybe it's yourself that you're selling or solving. Um, whatever it is, again, that's very vague, like... It just comes back to the impact of, I would say, story and also putting a name and a face, metaphorically or literally, on just about anything is so much more impactful. So take a breath. Just tell the story.
Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations reported all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake and he's an idiot to attempt it, but he won't budge, so that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy.